Their songs, such as Redeem, The Lion and the Lamb, and Overwhelmed, are well-known and loved by many in the MyBridge family. Big Daddy Weave has been ministering through their music for more than two decades now, and this morning we are going to be revisiting a conversation that we had back in May with Mike Weaver, the lead voice of Big Daddy Weave. Mike, welcome back to the Morning Conversation. Come on! Thank you for having me on. I love what the Lord does with these times. If there was one, I guess, good thing that we took away from the whole pandemic time was yeah. Zoom, right? Yeah. It's like, I didn't yeah. even know about Zoom before this. And it's like an entire language oh, that we yeah. speak or whatever. Totally. You know? So it's it's <laughs> cool to spend some time with you, man. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So speaking of the pandemic, I'm always curious, just as a world have walked through that over the last several years, what was that like for you? It was crazy because we were on the road, like a lot of us were, you know, and we were in somewhere in New England. So I remember that night and throughout the day, there was like, there were these announcements, you know, and it was just kind of like, we may not be able to tour next week or whatever. We're like, oh man, wow. You know? And so we'll see how that plays out. And like an hour after that, it was like, nope, we're done tonight. It was oh, like, wow. you gotta be kidding me. Like it just, the whole thing shut down and it was scary, man. Oh, it was like, once we were at home, I think it was like my family, it was really, it was getting to them. It was a break that I needed, man. Mm. I don't think we've had a break like that in the last two totally. decades, you yeah. know? And I really enjoyed the time at home, but I didn't enjoy the weird uncertainty that, you know, was the entire time. But I think we learned to trust in Jesus in a different way. You know, he saw us through that. Even when it's like, you know, we pay everybody that was around us and in, in our team, it's until it all was gone, you know, and then we're like sitting there going like, literally, what are we going to do? Like, and bro, we would literally get phone calls and like somebody just go, you know what? The Lord just told me to send you $25,000. And I'm like, you got, you know what? You know, it was like, that has got to be Jesus. And, and the Lord sustained us in that way. And we were just like, man, thank you, Jesus. I mean, you're just, you're so good, you know? And it's not that we don't go through stuff, right? My family in the last season just been through like a lot of things, you know? And I've been living on this verse kind of, you know, Jesus says like, in this life, you will have trouble. I'm like, okay, check. You were right about that one, Lord. Like, big hit. You know what I mean? In, in the middle of it, the other part of that verse is this, but don't be afraid or take courage or, you know, be of good cheer. There's different translations or whatever, because I've overcome the world. And I'm like, now we're talking. I feel like we've learned more about what that means. Mike, as we're talking about the pandemic reality and how we've all walked through it and how you walked through it and the band walked through it. If you were just kind of to, to summarize how God grounded you during that time, what either verse or perspective or understanding that God bring you to that really grounded you during that window? Yeah, man, Philippians 4, 6, and 7 has always been kind of one of my favorites uh, and one that the Lord brings back often. But especially in that time, I found myself kind of being reminded of that every single day there, you know, it was like, there were different parts that would mean things to me at different times. So be anxious for nothing, right? Uh, easier, easier said than done, probably, you know what I mean? In a song right one time with Matt Redmond, and he was like, you know, if God commands you something, it's because he's going to empower you to do it. So be anxious for nothing, but in everything with prayer and supplications, that's like asking God for help, like God help. Yeah, you know, I need, I need your supplementation. With thanksgiving, that's the key right there. Bring your request to God. And then he promises this. And the peace of God will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. There's a lot of praying that we were doing. There was a lot of asking for help that we were doing. But honestly, man, I think the thing that unlocks it is with thanksgiving. I, I heard this years ago. And man, the Holy Spirit just spoke this in my heart. He said that thanksgiving is the fruit of a heart that is trusting in the Lord. To me, it's like he 
sort of showed me that it's like a circle. Like, so if I am experiencing trusting in the Lord and, you know, resting in him, man, it's so easy to thank him. If I'm having a hard time doing that, one way that I get there is by proactively just starting to thank him. Because I really kind of feel like trust is another way of saying faith kind of, you know, in Hebrews, it says faith is being certain of what we hope for is the evidence of what we don't see. If I'm dealing with fear, I'm like, thank you, God, that perfect love casts out fear. Mike, I think I was watching like National Geographic or some kind of a nature show, right? And they were talking about how there's a certain type of, I think it's a pine tree that literally only drops its seeds to reproduce when there's a fire through heat. This tree literally needs forest fires in order to perpetuate its continuance. There was a purpose even in the fire, right? So what's something that you look at and go, man, God put this either in my life or in our ministry. I don't know that it would have come any other way. He, he used the fire of the last two years to release this fruit into my life and or my ministry. So my brother Jay had just been through Oh my goodness, so many things with his health, you know, and people who are at risk in any way. COVID was specifically hard on them, you know. We didn't know that would be the end of his time here. My dad had passed away in 2017. My mom just went to be with Jesus last year, right about a year ago. Preceding this, we just saw a year for about seven years, we saw God just move in the miraculous. I mean, miracles that have just continued to this day to blow my mind. And then we went through a season where we didn't see him do the things that I was really hoping he would do, you know, the way that I thought. And it left me in this place with why. And I feel like there's so many people with that question in pandemic all throughout that time dealing with loss and experiencing something traumatic in that way to the point where they're left with the question, why? And we were, we were at that place and I'm like, God, why? You know what? It's like, I never got an answer to that question. So I decided to ask a different question. When the question we started asking was, what is it that you're doing now then? Because you know, when you're asking why, what's fueling that is like, you're not seeing God do something that you really want him to do. Right. <laughs> you know, I can't, I can't make you do this thing that, you know, oh my gosh, bro. I saw God moving everywhere. He's with us, man. He's, he's carrying us like through all of the grief, all of the loss, all of the questions, all of the everything. It's like, he, he is walking us through it. Blessed are those who mourn. I'm like, how about blessed is the guy who like wins a lottery. Right? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's the American me. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking always about the natural and it's like, what's it profit a man if he gains everything, if he gets, if he wins a lottery, but he loses his soul. Right. And I'm telling you, some days we're just hurting so bad. But in those moments when I feel like I can't go any longer, that's that's where I find him. Mike, there are people right now that are walking through grief. So you're acquainted with grief. What have you learned about grief over the last year plus? I don't really know how to like grieve. You know, I've been part of a Christian culture that kind of is like, well, you know, we have the hope of heaven. And that is never not true, by the way. And the Bible says this, day, it says that it's not that we don't grieve, it says we, we don't grieve like people without hope. There's two things going on. Like, man, when, when it hurts, you don't need to try to act like it doesn't hurt. Because man, I'm telling you, that gets you nowhere. But invite Jesus into that hurt. And you don't have to try to posture yourself in front of him sounding more spiritual than you are. I mean, you can tell him 
how it is. That interaction with the Lord is a more authentic worship than a hallelujah that you really don't mean. The night after my dad died, you know, we've just been believing for healing. I wrote the song, All Things New, as a prayer over him through that whole season. And like he, he would listen to it on repeat. The day that he passed, my mom couldn't sleep and I couldn't sleep. And we were just so brokenhearted, man. And I sat in my dad's chair and my mom's chair was still right next to his. And I just held her hand and we just worshiped Jesus with our pain. And we literally just poured that out at his feet. And as we did, we experienced God as comforter. On this tour that we've been on, I've run into people who talk about being in church and feeling like they were shamed, like during their grief. Everybody's trying to encourage everybody. And man, I'm I'm thankful for encouragement. But there's sometimes you don't need to have the word of encouragement. In 2016, when my brother became a double amputee, I remember the first person I ran to was Stephen Curtis Chapman. Stephen didn't have any like life lessons for me at that moment. He literally just wrapped his arms around me and I buried my face in the shoulder of his jacket. All he said was, man, I am so sorry. He just cried with me. It's okay to just let it all fall apart. I mean, I'm not saying you got to be mad at God. Honestly, that doesn't get you anywhere. But here's the deal. If you are mad at God, you don't have to pretend like you're not mad at God. God can take it. And so when we went on this tour, we were having these moments every night where we're talking about my brother Jay and missing him. And gosh, I would just have to stop and just boo-hoo for like a while. Just, Just really cry it out. And I did that for so many nights, though. Man, it dawned on me the other day when I went to tell one of those stories that I literally couldn't make it through before, I made it through it. I think because I've been forced to face that, whether you feel like it or whether you don't, face that stuff. Let it out. Let it out, man. Mike, as you've been sharing this morning, you and your family have really been through it over the past few years. You lost your dad a few years ago, and and then earlier this year, you lost your brother, Jay. So as you process that grief, you said that you couldn't keep it all bottled up inside. You've got to let it out. And so as you've done that yourself, as you've talked about your pain, how's that helped you heal? I know some people who they gotten stuck in this place of sorrow and it's like you almost begin to like romance that pain or whatever, you know what I mean? It's like, that's, that's not right. It's like, let it out so you can move on. And there's not like a rule about, well, this needs to take three times and then you go, there's that, you know, you guys got to let it happen, you know, but realize even in your grief, God is greater than your pain. God has a purpose for your life that is beyond just your pain too. And I find something that helps heal me more than anything is being with other people in their situations and in their hurt and in their grief. And not because I have all the answers, but just because they need somebody to be with them right now. You know, and I can, when I know how it felt, I remember how it feels, you know, because it's pretty fresh. Then, you know, I can stand with them. We've seen, I mean, just hundreds and hundreds of people on this tour who are dealing with loss right now. And so this night of us processing our loss and us learning how to walk through it, that grief, man, that, that connection has been unbelievable that you're not alone in it, but then that it's okay to pour it all out. But now we can, we can care about more than just our own grief too. Well, Mike, I could talk to you forever. We could go on and on and on. I got a thousand questions I could ask, but I'm so thankful for our time today. And I, I want to ask if you would pray over our listeners. Absolutely. Well, Jesus, I, I just thank you that you're with us. And I, I you said you'd never leave us. You'd never forsake us. And you're the one who like set it up for Holy Spirit. You told the disciples, it's better for you if I go so that another one can come. Holy Spirit is made available to us. 
The Holy Spirit is the presence of God here on the earth right now in our hearts. Not only God with us, but God inside of us. So right now for every hurting person, uh, I just ask that that pain would only point to just our great need for you, our great need for help, our great need for comfort. And God, I just ask for the grace today to not have to, you know, to not turn towards something else to just try to medicate the pain in our life. Holy Spirit, we just invite you to just come in and just do a work in our lives. And just, we just ask you to, to be healer, God, to be comforter, to be deliverer, to be restorer, God, all of the things that you are, be provider, God, to us. And then, Father, I just ask that, that right now there would just even be real encounters. Um, you, you said that because Jesus gave his life, so whosoever believes in him. And so your, your call to people is, is literally, it's to, it's to all of us. There's, there's, you're not finding fault with us anymore. Everything that we, we could have done or have done or will do that you would find fault in, literally Jesus paid the price for, for those things to be taken away. He, he paid the price. He gave his life for us. So now we can have you. So when we give up our old yuck, we can receive brand new life. Holy Spirit, I just ask for encounters that lead to brand new life with you right now. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.